Mama. Welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. And today I want to talk about strategies for balancing mom life. So what is balance, really? Sometimes I think it sounds so cliche, but I think that what we're really referring to is balance as a verb, right? The definition of balance as a verb is to keep something in a steady position so that it doesn't fall. And I think that so many of us can relate to that feeling, like just trying to hold it all up so it doesn't fall. But we can gain some more information and get a really big key to the problem that we're facing of trying to juggle all the things if we look at the word balance as a noun. So the definition of balance as a noun is the condition in which different elements are in the correct proportions. So a lot of times we don't feel balanced Because simply because the different elements of our lives are not in the correct proportions, right? We're not putting the right amount of energy, the right amount of time and focus into the right things. So my favorite verse right now is Isaiah 55, 5. And it's really become like a motto for the nurse mom. As I was creating programs and just working with clients, God showed me this verse and it just was like a light bulb going off. And it says, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? And I just think how many of us are rushing around in the busyness of the day, doing so many things, right? Working, checking emails, changing diapers, doing laundry, driving kids to soccer, trying to record the podcast. And all of these things can be really good things. But sometimes we go through seasons that at the end of the day, we're not satisfied. And not only are we not satisfied, but we're overwhelmed and we're anxious and we're stressed. Why? So I believe, I honestly believe that God has so much more for us. And that is really the mission and the vision behind the nourished mom. God promises his followers peace, rest, joy, hope, right? The fruits of the spirit. And that's through the chaos and the trials, right? So even through these crazy seasons, when you have kids that are tugging on your clothes, when you're trying to get a little work done and you're trying to build your business, even during these crazy seasons, God promises us that we can have rest, but we need to follow his instructions and his guidance, right? We need to pour our energy and our time into the right things. And we need to focus on the things that he is calling us to. And what he calls us to is really not a secret, is it? So Jesus tells us the things that we need to focus on. And it starts with Matthew 22, 37. He says, when he was asked what the first and greatest commandment was, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. 
right? He says, this is the first and great commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus is telling us that our relationships come first. And isn't it so funny? I think that God might have known what he was doing because the things that God tells us to put first are the exact same things that are going to bring us satisfaction, right? They're going to fill our souls, give us the energy that we need to do all of the things that we're called to do. And, you know, as we truly put God first, then we come to realize that we actually don't have to hold it all together. That balance isn't really up to us, right? It's God who holds it all together. We just have to do our part. We just have to go where he's calling us to go. We have to listen. We have to trust. And then suddenly life seems easier and we're filled with that peace that can only come from God. So Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. So I think we really just need to put our hearts in a position of trust, that we trust what God is telling us, because we need to believe that if we put God before the dishes, before the laundry, before social media, before our business, before all those things that are distracting us from our most important purposes, that God will provide the time, that he's going to provide the focus, the clarity that we need to get the other things done, right? Or sometimes he's just going to give us the peace to just chill when the things don't get done and they just can't get done today. So the Bible teaches us about the importance of other priorities too. So we know that priority number one, our relationship with God. Priority number two, our other relationships. But there are other priorities as well. And I created a framework called the Nourish Necessities, which are six priorities that the Bible teaches us to focus on. They're the things that are going to bring you nourishment, that are going to help you to be the mom that God is calling you to be, or the, and the business owner that God is calling you to be, and whatever he is calling you to do. And I really believe that the best way to feel balanced is to build your life and your schedules around these priorities. Instead of the other way around, right? So I think so often we're used to just rushing through life, doing the things that, that are in front of us, the things that are calling our attention. And then we try to squeeze in the important things like, oh, yes, wait, I better get a date night with my husband. I better get that Bible study in with God. And we try to squeeze these other things in. But guys, we know it's not effective right? Because life is too distracting. There are so many things that are going to come up. And then we end up doing the dishes instead of doing our Bible study. We end up washing the floor instead of spending time with our husband or checking our emails or whatever it might be because things come up. And if we're not intentional, then it's hard to make time for the things that are most important. So we need to have strategies to be intentional about how you're spending your time, your labor, and your focus. Are we spending our labor and our time on the things that satisfy, on the things that God says are going to fill us up? Or are we spending our time on other things? And, you know, I know it's easy to say that, you know, we know that these things are important. We know that we should spend our time on them. But it's so much easier said than done, right? So let's talk strategy. So step number one, we've got to get clear on our priorities and what God is calling you to do in this season. So what I have my clients do is map out your nourished necessities. So take those six categories, 
your relationship with God, your relationship with others, and then split your relationships with others into like subcategories, like your relationship with your um, husband, your relationship with your children, your relationship with others, right? Then the other priorities are mindset and emotions, right? We're called to renew our minds, um, our physical health, meaningful work, and rest. All things that the Bible teaches are important. So I want you to create, just jot it down, or um, at the end of this, I'll tell you how you can get the workbook to kind of do this in an organized fashion, but jot those things down. And then we're going to try to get a vision for how God wants you to pour into these areas, right? Because there's lots of different ways that we can pour into these areas and nourish these areas. And it's going to look different for each of us. And it's going to look different for each of us in the different seasons of life that we go through, right? Like me pouring into my relationship with God looked a lot different when my kids were babies than it does now that they're nine and six. So I want you to pray and ask God, how is he calling you to nourish these necessities now? And I want you to just do a brain dump, write down all of those things where you, um, in, the, in that category, um, a piece of paper or in the workbook and just dump. How should I nourish my relationship with God? Write down all the things that you think you should do, that you feel called to do, that you want to do. Write them down. And then I want you to pray about it because we want our strategic plan to be based in God's wisdom. We don't want to just make it up. I mean, we can make up good plans, but the truth is if we follow God's lead, it is, our plans cannot compare ever. They can never compare. All right, so ask God for clarity. Pray about this. And it's not gonna be like a quick one and done thing, right? Like take some time to do this. Write the things down, pray about it over the week and just try to get some clarity as you're reading God's word, as you're doing things, he's gonna speak to you. And then as you kind of sift through this and as God speaks to you, highlight and circle the things that he's calling to your attention. Cross out the things that he's calling you away from and then circle the things that you're not quite sure about because you can follow up in prayer. All right, so we've got a vision for the nourished necessities. Step two, I want you to evaluate your commitments because if you're like most moms, you're probably overcommitting, right? You agree to do too much. You take on too much because I get it. There are so many good things to say yes to, right? There's kids' activities, you know, soccer, drama, art, play dates, you know, spending time with our friends, um, volunteering, work events, work activities, church activities, all of the things. But the goal isn't to do all of the things. The goal is to do the things that God is calling you to do and to do those things well. So let's figure out what you should be committed to in this season. So just like the nurse necessities, do a brain dump. Write down all of the things that you've committed to, you feel you should commit to, and then I want you to focus on the things that you've scheduled in, right? So these are our commitments I want you to focus on like, okay, like taking your kid to soccer, doing um, interviews for the podcast, or um, you know, volunteering at church, the things that you schedule in with other people. Um, because I know that you're committed to doing your laundry and to getting food on the table for your for your family, but those things we're going to deal with when we talk about routines. So just, just focus on the commitments that you schedule with others. Okay. And then pray through it, right? Just like you do, just like you're going to do with the nurse necessities. Pray through it. Ask God for vision. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him where he wants you in this season. And I find that, you know, 
sometimes I think I should say yes to something because it sounds so good. Like, I really want to be on the worship team at church. Like, that is calling my name. But I know that's not my season right now. I know that's not what God is calling me to. And I know that if I took that on, I would end up stressed and overwhelmed because there's I don't have enough energy for that. And that is not what God is calling me to in this season. I think he's put a little birdie in my ear, so maybe in a couple years. All right, so as you walk this out, you're gonna have a vision for what God is calling you to. You're gonna have a vision for your nurse necessities and a vision for your commitments. And then what do you do with that? You've gotta get strategic, right? We've got to make a plan if we want to use our time and our focus and our energy wisely. All right, so my favorite strategies for helping moms balance life are creating habits and routines. So habits and routines are really just an amazing, effective way to make lasting change. So let's get clear for a second on what we're talking about. So a habit, a habit is a behavior that repeats regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. So it's the things that we don't really have to think about, right? So I walk into the bathroom, I automatically turn on the light. And I know that that's a habit actually, because when the power's off, I walk into the bathroom and I turn on the light, even though there's no power. Um, routines are the practice of regularly doing a series of things in a fixed order. And when we're talking about creating habits, we're actually creating routines that we hope will turn into a habit. So guys, so it's huge because habits can be so effective because neurobiologists believe that like 40 to 90% of all of our behavior is automated habits. So if we're using habits to our advantage, that is huge for our lives. And if we're not, then we probably have a lot of habits that are working to our disadvantage, and we want to stop that. And habits particularly work well for busy moms because they help us stay focused, organized, and they help us to feel balanced. Because guys, we have a lot to think about right between your family, between the dreams that God has put in your heart, your business, um, the things that you want to do in your community with your friends. I mean, all of the things, there's a lot to think about. And there's a lot of decisions that we make every day, right? What are the kids going to eat? When should I do the laundry? When am I going to get the podcast recorded? Should my kids have screen time today? How much should they have? Should they eat sugary treats? I'm not sure. Um, you know, what should I do for my podcast topic this week? I don't know. There's like a million things that we're deciding every day. A million is not the statistic. I didn't write the statistic down, but there's like a lot of things we're deciding every day. And guys, decisions, they take a lot of energy and they take a lot of brain power. So, you know, your brain uses like 20% of all of your energy. And that's a lot. That's more than any other organ. And every decision that you're making takes more energy. I don't know if you guys have heard of decision fatigue, um, but if you haven't heard the, the term, I'm sure you've felt it before. It's that feeling when you go grocery shopping with kids and you're trying to figure out like, what do I need this week? What healthy things can I buy? How am I going to make it fit into budget? And you're trying to make good decisions, but the whole time you're trying to think these things through in your head, you've got your kids asking, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get that? Can we get this? And I don't know about you, but sometimes if I don't have a good plan, by the end of our shopping trip, I like legit cannot make another decision. I'm to the point where I'm like, just just get the things because I can't decide anymore. Just get the things. 
That is what decision fatigue is. And it can really take a toll on moms, make us anxious, make us overwhelmed because, because we're making so many decisions. But the more we automate our lives with habits and routines, the less decisions that we have to make. Right, so this, this gives us more energy and time to focus on other things like pouring into our relationships, um, pouring into our health, our mindset, all of the things that God says are important, right? We have more time and energy for that. And guys, habits and routines are just effective and they're efficient. And the bottom line is that they will make your mom life easier. So we're going to start by creating habits around our nourished necessities and put these first. So let's think back to what were the things that God was calling you to when you did your brain dump for your nourished necessities? And how can you create a habit or routine around those? So I want to talk a little bit about the science behind habits. So how do you create a lasting habit? So habits happen in a three-part loop. You have a cue, a routine, and you have a reward. So the most what I think is the most important part of creating a successful habit is having an effective cue. So the cue is going to be the thing that tells you to go into the routine. So for example, if I want to start reading my Bible in the morning, I can't just say, I'm going to read my Bible every morning. I mean, I can say that, but most of the time that's not an effective strategy because it's not specific, right? We don't know when we're supposed to read it. Well, in the morning, well, do I read it when I first get up? Maybe I read it after breakfast. And because we never decided, it doesn't get done, right? It gets pushed aside and we end up doing the dishes instead. I'll probably reference the dishes a lot because I do a lot of dishes, I feel like. All right, so we need to have an effective cue. So... Are you going to read your Bible with your morning coffee? That's a cue. Are you going to read your Bible first thing when you wake up, turn over, grab it off your bedstand? That's a cue. So you need to pick an effective cue. And then you need to prepare your routine, right? So if you're going to read your Bible with your coffee, do you have your Bible out next to where you're going to read it? Do you have a pencil? Do you have a highlighter, a notebook to take notes or whatever you need for your Bible study? Do you have the things? Are you prepared? So make sure you're prepared. And then try to do the same routine every day because that's going to make the connections in your brain stronger so you're more likely to stick with it. Sit in the same place every day. Use the same highlighter every day. Um, you know, just make it a repetition because it's going to create stronger connections in your brain. All right, so we talked about the cue. We talked about the routine, the first two parts of the habit. Now let's talk about the reward. So when we are... Dealing with rewards. So rewards, we have either, um, we have intrinsic and we have extrinsic rewards. So intrinsic, it's just, we're doing it for the value of itself. So for instance, like when I do my morning worship, I do 15 minutes of, you know, putting on some Christian songs, jamming out, even though my kids tell me to stop singing and just journaling every morning. And I really don't need any other rewards for that because the reward in itself is just that energy. I feel so filled up from this. Sometimes we go through seasons where Bible reading and other habits that we want to create, maybe eating healthy or whatever habit 
we're trying to create, it feels a little dry, like the intrinsic motivation isn't there yet. So sometimes we can use an extrinsic reward, something external to kind of get us jump started, to, to get us motivated, to get into the routine. So then we can realize the intrinsic rewards and realize that like, yeah, actually, this is really making me feel good. I really like this or whatever the reward is. So maybe if you're having a hard time, if we're talking about the Bible reading um, example, if you're having a hard time reading your Bible in the morning, maybe you can have the coffee is your reward. Maybe don't drink your coffee until you're set up to read the Bible. Or maybe, you know, if you're reading your Bible in the afternoon, a little piece of chocolate is your reward. Or it could be anything that you find rewarding. But if you need to hook up an extrinsic reward to really keep you motivated, all right, so I want you to look back at your nourish necessities and start with the most important things, right? So if you are not nourishing your relationship with God, I want you to start with that first and create a habit flow for the things that God is calling you to. So for instance, what if you want to connect with your kids more? If God's really calling you to, you know, like I haven't been pouring into my kids as much as I want to. And I know that time goes by fast. I want to pour into them. What is that going to look like for you? So what's the cue? Maybe the cue is when they get off the bus, you give them your undivided attention. What's the routine? I mean, it could be we drive to the park every day. Um, it could be I ask them what they want to do. We go do it. And what's the reward? I hope the reward for this one is intrinsic in that, in that you know, obviously spending time with your kids is rewarding enough. All right. So pick one habit that you're going to create this week. And work through the nourish necessities until, you know, until you've covered them all, right? You want to make sure if you want to feel balanced, you've got to cover all of those things, your relationship with God, your relationships with others, your, your mindset, your emotional health, right? Your physical health, your, your work and your rest. We've got to get all of those in. Okay. So that's habits. Let's talk routines. So routines, we're really just linking together a series of habits, right? And guys, routines, they make your day so much easier, right? I don't think that we would ever get out of the house on time, I mean, without me yelling and getting overwhelmed, if we didn't do the same routine every time, right? Every time we get ready to leave, we do the same routine because it's effective and efficient and it keeps me sane, so when we're creating routines, look at things that are similar and link them together. So often this could be like time of day, right? If we like doing certain things at certain times of day, we're going to link those together. I like doing my Bible study and exercising in the morning. So I link those together with my morning shower. You might have little kids and you're like, morning shower? What? That, that doesn't happen. So you have, to, you have to pick things that are going to work with you in your season. Maybe you're linking together similar tasks. Like when I create my cleaning routines, I'm linking together similar cleaning tasks. So routine blocking. So creating routines is similar to time blocking in a way, right? So with time blocking, you're dividing your day into blocks of time that are dedicated to a task. But guys, time blocking takes a lot of time and energy to decide what you're going to do every day, right? So every day... If we're sitting down and saying like, okay, well today I'm going to do the dishes before I make breakfast and then I'm going to get ready to leave the house or whatever it might be, right? We're deciding every day 
And we talked about decision fatigue. Let's lessen the decisions that we have to make by using routines. So instead of time blocking, what we're going to do is routine block. So we're going to create those routines out of our nourished necessities and the other tasks that we have to do, and then plug those into our time blocks, right? Because we don't want to, I think I said this, we don't want to decide, right? And so creating routine blocks, this is going to work for moms. Because if something goes off track, which I'm pretty sure, I mean, at least if you have young kids, I mean, even if you have older kids, something will probably go off track. I mean, even if there were no kids, this is life. So things go off track. So when things go off track, it's easier to modify when we're dealing with routines. Because instead of looking at all of our tasks that we had written down for that day and trying to figure out, okay, what should stay, what should go, instead of looking at the whole day, I'm only looking at one routine flow. So if I wake up late, I can modify that. I can just look at my morning routine and say like, okay, what's going to go? Maybe it's my exercise. Maybe that has to go. Maybe it's a shower, whatever. I showered yesterday. Um, you know, but you can make a quick decision on what's going to go and then you keep on with the rest of your day. It's not going to affect the rhythm for the rest of your day. So in order to create routines, the first thing you want to do is just do a brain dump. My favorite thing, get it all out onto a piece of paper so you can see it so it's out of your mind and you don't have to worry about it. So say we're starting with a morning routine. So you're going to write down all of the things that you feel like you should do that you want to do in the morning. And I want you to remember, look back at your nourish necessities. Which one of those are going to live inside of your morning routine? And then what other tasks need to live, live inside there as well? Write them all down. And then start with like a larger block of time, whatever you have. So if I'm dealing with a morning routine, you're going to start probably when you wake up, right? So say you wake up at 6.30. So this is an anchor, right? And then what's going to be your end anchor? So if you got to get the kids off to school, maybe your end anchor is 8.30 when they get on the bus. Maybe, you know, you have a, a, some more time. Like our anchor is 9.30 um, when we start transitioning to our homeschool day. So create your anchors, 6.30, 8.30, whatever it is for you. And then write out a schedule. So I have an awesome plan. It breaks your days up by time blocks, right? So you have 6, 6.30, 7, 7.30. So if you have a planner like that, grab an empty page and work with that. If not, just write it down on a piece of paper. And then you brain dumped all the things, right? Now I want you to estimate how long you think each task is going to take you. And then add it up. So if you're looking 6.30 to 8.30, 6, 7, 8, you've got two hours, um, what are the tasks that you wanted to do? Do they fit in? You've got you've to actually make tasks that are going to fit in there. So if you've added up the things that you want to do and they don't fit in to those two anchors, you've got to cut something. And I challenge you not to cut your nourish necessity. I want you to trust God for this. I want you to trust him that if he's telling you to do a Bible study in the morning, that you can make it work, right? So maybe you've got to wake up a little bit earlier. Maybe you are going to not do the dishes in the morning. Instead, you're going to do them later in the day. But I challenge you to keep in your nurse necessities. Okay, so you've, you've got it all figured out. 
right? You've got your morning routine. You figured out what works, what doesn't work. And then you're going to go through and do that same process for the different time blocks in your day. So maybe it's your work block. Maybe it's your homeschool block. Maybe it's your afternoon block, right? And you go through the same process, which nurse, nurse necessities live in that block and which tasks live in that block and make it realistic, like Melody just said, right? It's so important to be realistic about how long these things are going to take. And as you're going through this, right, so you're going to create these routines and then you're going to live them out. And if you're figure, if you're finding that, like, actually, they're taking a lot longer than I thought, then you've got to reevaluate. You've got to modify. Maybe you, you can get it done faster. So I'll tell you the little tip. So I... I went through years where I put on no makeup at all for after I stopped working at the office when my kids were a little bit younger. Like it just wasn't a thing. But now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, like I have, I have 10 minutes. I can put on like a little tinted moisturizer and get some mascara on. And I like it. It makes me feel good. But my 10 minutes so often is not realistic. But I'm like, I really think I can, I can make this work. I really think that I can like get a couple things on to set my day, to start my day off. So what I've been doing is setting a timer because it keeps me on track. So a lot of times when I'm first starting my routines, I'm going to set a timer because it helps me to stay on track. And then it also helps me to be realistic, right? When I have the timer set and I think I can do the dishes in 10 minutes and then 20 minutes later, the dishes aren't done, then it, it causes me to, to realize that like maybe that's not efficient or maybe I'm like, you know, the dishes I don't usually have this much. And I have to realize like, usually it's less, but it helps us to be realistic. So I do, I use a timer and I really, I really love it. All right. So let's recap. So we have walking out your nurse necessities, map them out, write out what God is calling you to. And I have a workbook that I will link that just walks you through the process. Then we have creating habits, right? Creating habits in a three-part loop with your cue, your routine, your reward around your nurse necessities. And then, you know, after you start with this, Create habits around your tasks as well. Because like I said, the more that we automate, the easier your life is going to be. And then start making those routines. And guys, so I start with a bigger block. So we have like our morning, the 6.30 to 8.30 that I, I mentioned to you. Um, but then you can create smaller routines out of that. So say from 6.30 to 7, you're doing your Bible study. There's a routine in that. You grab, grab your coffee, you read your Bible, you put on your headphones, whatever your routine is. But keep it consistent. Do the same routine over and over again so it makes it easier for your brain to stick with it and you don't have to decide. And then same thing, your breakfast routine. Maybe you're grabbing the bacon, grabbing the veggies, whatever you're doing. Have the same routine because it's going to make it easier. Okay, so I want you to start with those things. And right now is like the perfect time to revamp your schedule because summer is coming, right? And for so many of us, that means that our schedules are changing. So start this now and get prepared for when summer hits. And it's fun to do summer planning too, because it's a little bit different sometimes. You get to plan like things that, I mean, I don't know if you live in a climate, maybe it's warm all the time. I live in the Northeast and like there's certain things that we can only do in the summer. So um, it's fun to plan that out. Like what's God calling you to the summer? Maybe it's more times enjoying his creation, spending time outdoors, um, pouring into your children, you know, maybe it's some business goals, whatever it is. Um, have fun. This is the perfect time. Revamp your schedule. 
schedule for the new season and have a good time with it. Anyway, connect with me at the Nourish Mom podcast or at thenourishmom.com and I will leave a link to the workbook so you guys can get started with this. And I hope it was beneficial for you. I hope it's motivated you and given you some tips to um, you know, start using habits and routines in your life because I promise you that it will make your life easier. All right. Thank you, everybody. And um, God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.